Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. With a veritable cornucopia of things, right? Yeah, let's start with football. Uh, Trill Carter commits to Texas yesterday. Minnesota transfer. He's got two seasons of eligibility left. I like taking multi-year guys in the portal. This is huge for a couple of reasons. One, the kind of player you're getting. Honorable mention, all Big Ten last season for Minnesota. Uh, started all 13 games for them. Pretty productive player for P.J. Fleck. He's going to be an interior guy, 6'2", 300. I went and looked at his snap counts uh, at Pro Football Focus. He had the eighth most snaps last season of any interior defensive lineman in the Big Ten. So a guy that's durable, you know, a guy that's going to be down-to-down you can count on. Uh, most of his snaps were on the interior, either lined up in the A-gap or B-gap. So, again, he's going to provide probably, I would guess, at that nose position with, you know, Tavondre Sweat, Vernon Broughton, and he'll, he'll be in that mix behind those guys. This is key because when you look at that defensive tackle depth chart, Craig, which I know you got a good look at it on Saturday. Did you print one out, by the way? Did you laminate your spring game depth chart? Uh, we had charts. Okay. I, did, I, I ended up because the information uh, that I was given got to us a little bit, and I was up in Waco, and oh yeah, you, okay. and, and so That's by the right. time we got, I had it had, had full charts, studio, not laminated you know charts. No, we did them, we did them off laptops. Okay, cool. We did off laptops, so it, it worked the same. There it's just go. I like having the the expanded size of the usual charts. We didn't have that, but I did have full, nice. uh, full, uh, too deep uh, broadcast charts. Yes. So if you look at the defensive tackle depth chart, you'll notice with Tavondre Sweat, Byron Murphy, Alfred Collins, Vernon Broaden. All of those guys are draft eligible after this season. Mm-hmm. So it's possible you could lose all four of your defensive tackles. What Trill Carter can do, at the very least, he can give you a buffer to where you don't need to go into the portal next year and get a one-year guy. You've already got a guy on campus that's had a full season in your system and will have gone through it all the next year. And not just in your system learning learning the ins and outs. He's have gone through your winter conditioning program. He'll have gone through your summer conditioning program twice. And it provides a little bit of a buffer maybe before you're ready. You know, if like if one of those guys, like if it's Aaron Bryant or, or Zach Swanson or just one of those younger defensive tackles, Sadir Mitchell, who I thought flashed in the spring game quite a bit more than I was expecting him to. And it's not just because you notice him because of his size. It's actually because he was had some pretty productive snaps. But if those guys aren't ready for primetime reps, Trill Carter at least will give you now an experienced veteran body still. You're guaranteed to have at least one right. in front of those guys if he sticks around. And I don't think all four of those guys will leave. The only one who for sure is gone after this year is Tavondre Sweat because he doesn't have any eligibility left. So I, I like the move because you're getting a productive player and you're getting a guy that, again, can give you a veteran presence. If you have a mass exodus of bodies, still give you a young presence to to be there with the younger guys. So, I, I mean, I'm not expecting Texas to to do a ton in the portal. as much. Like, we've seen Sark the last two years. They've been pretty aggressive in the spring edition of the portal. You know, a couple of years ago, uh, they were adding guys late. You know, Keelan Robinson was a late ad. Uh, I believe Ben Davis was a late ad. Ovia Gofu was a mid-year guy. So was uh, uh, Rashawn Thornton. But you know, last year, Ajay Hall was a late edge. Jaleel Billingsley was a late edge. So we've seen them be aggressive with those kind of guys. I just don't – I think it's for a couple of reasons. One, they you're going to have to make some room. And, and there will be guys that enter the portal this week after their exit meetings with Sark. But unless something unexpected happens, Craig, they don't have a big glaring need in the portal. The one position where you can say – I think there's two positions where you can look at them and say, okay, can you go get portal help here? I think one is edge. 
just if the, yep. I think if the right guy pops up, just to, you know, too good to pass up, you, you got to go, got to go make a run at them. And the other one is tight end because I still think that's the, especially because we didn't get to see Juan Davis in the spring game. What was Juan Davis? Was it a knee injury? I forget. I think it was a knee that kept. It him was. Out. It yeah. was. Thank you for that. Uh, but at any rate, you know. If something were to happen to J.T. Sanders, and yes, that's me knocking on wood. Mm-hmm. If something were to happen to J.T. Sanders, I'm not saying the drop-off would make the tight end position in your offense irrelevant, but it would definitely be forced to have a diminished role just because there's so many other better options on the offense. Like, at that point, you'd be like, okay, what's better to have on the field? Who's better to have on the field? Gunner Helm or an extra running back or an extra wide receiver? depending on what personnel grouping you want to use. So uh, it could completely transform your offense. So I think if the right guy at tight end popped up, I could see them doing that. And then I think, you know, now you're at the point where, depending on what your numbers look like, now you can afford to take, okay, maybe, you know, we we just want to shore up safety depth or inside linebacker depth or whatever. Offensive line, I think, is a place where you can always look to add quality bodies. So I said this before, I said this yesterday, the portal is more of a luxury now for Texas at least in this cycle, than it is a necessity. Right. Which that's where you want to be when you're building your roster. So Trill Carter's I'm not I don't think he'll be the only portal addition, but don't think Texas is just gonna load up on guys in the portal uh it, before it closes. Or you know, you'll you'll get those guys after, but when the names stop cycling through, uh it close the business on April thirtieth and that pool is there, I wouldn't expect Texas to just go crazy and just start offering a bunch of guys and trying to add a bunch of portal guys. Let's talk basketball. Okay. So we didn't hit this yesterday, but Jaden Nunn from VCU made his official visit to Texas over the weekend. I feel like it's Texas and Baylor. It's a battle between those two for him. Uh, you know, Texas did get on him a little bit late, but I think you, you know they realized when with the AJ Johnson situation unfolding the way it did, and then Arturo Morris going into the portal. I think at that point, you know, maybe the guard pull expanded for them a little bit. So Jaden Nunn was a guy that. I heard that, that they liked once they realized they needed a guard and started evaluating guys. Jaden Nunn was a guy they really liked. Uh, Craig, I don't know how much VCU you watched this year. A little bit. Yeah. I actually did end up watching a little mm-hmm. bit of VCU. I'm just a college basketball sicko at times like that, especially mm-hmm. on the weekends when there's mm-hmm. nothing else going on. I did. I saw three or four of their games, in fact. Might be the best on-ball defender left in the mm-hmm. portal. 6'4", really athletic, average over nine points a game, stealing a half per game. Put his name into the Twitter machine. One of the first clips you'll see is him in the A-10 tournament semifinals driving down the lane just putting some poor kid from St. Louis on a poster. Mm -hmm. So the athleticism is there. Uh, Shot 40% from three. So you combine all this other stuff. The fact that he shot 40% from three is great. Uh, I heard the official visit went well. So Baylor and Texas are in a battle for Jaden Nunn right now. As far as who's on campus right now, Craig, we've been talking about Caden Shedrick since he entered the portal yeah. out of Virginia. Yeah, we sure And, and he's been on the staff's radar since he entered the portal out of Virginia. Two years of eligibility left. Really athletic, versatile forward. We know Texas talks about playing positionless basketball. I think he would fit into that front court mix really well. He can play with Dylan DeSue. I mentioned this when I was on with Bucky and Aaron. I don't think RT gets enough credit for this. When they were without Timmy Allen for the Big 12 tournament, they were they played Dylan DeSue and Christian Bishop together, mm-hmm. and, and it worked. It was an effective lineup for them. I, so so Dylan DeSue, if he comes back and you get Caden Shedrick, these guys can play together. And I think the style of the play that Texas employs compared to the style of play Virginia employs, where we know Tony Bennett, you want to slow it down, keep it low, it's defense. Yeah. I don't think Caden Shedrick has really shown 
his full skill set. Texas is the kind of place that can allow him to really show the full skill set, and you can see a little bit more of the athleticism, a little bit more of the offensive game. You know he's going to provide you with rebounding and rim protection, but he's a guy that, and again, he's been a, a high priority for this staff ever since he went to the portal. He's on campus right now, so once the visit wraps up, we'll see how it goes. But you know, Missouri, Duke obviously is going to be a big player in this mm-hmm. recruitment, but Texas is taking their chances with Caden Shedrick. He's... I don't know if you want to rank transfer portal priorities, but if you did, he would be pretty high up there, if not at sure. the very top for the staff. Wow. So major visit going on right now in the 40 acres. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll obviously follow that and see how that how that works. Um, uh, Longhorn Baseball has that extra day. When David Pierce was on with us yesterday, and if you didn't hear the uh, conversation, go to our podcast page at hornfm.com, and you can hear, hear that conversation. He let us know they did not stop at Bucky's and Temple on the bus ride back home. So He also told us that the, uh, the the what's the best way to describe this, the stinkiest trip yeah. that they had uh, that he was ever a part of where the team did not get a chance to uh, – you know, change uniform and then and, and change uh, shower and change, which they did Sunday in Waco. Did that mm-hmm. and then and then bust home. Uh, but there, you know, sometimes you don't have that that uh, opportunity. Uh, some in some cases you don't have that luxury. Jim Schlossnag when he was um, when we were over there in the game at College Station when Texas won back in the end of March, he was down on the field. Uh, uh, David and I were talking with. Uh, with Schloss, and he was talking about they had just come back from Tennessee, and he goes, "We couldn't even use their, use uh, you couldn't even take showers because he said he said it was two parts. One because Thompson Bowling Arena, the basketball arena, which is nearby, was being used for something else, so they couldn't use that. That was option one. Really, that's option one. Was option, it being used for the women's NCAA tournament? Because that was the same weekend, I think. Uh, it was on beyond that now because they were on to the Sweet Sixteen week. Okay, that that week, I believe. Yeah, it was. That was the Sweet 16 weekend. Was it? Because okay. I came straight from back from Kansas City and then okay, went on yeah. from there. So, um, so I don't know. What but there was, yeah, there was something else going on. It might have been football related, but they didn't have access to it. And then. I'll get some monster truck rally. And then apparently there are some showers available and some kind of adjunct thing, locker room thing at Lindsey Nelson Field at the ballpark there, but. He said it was like a spigot in a public park, and he and he just kind of said, "Come on, fellas, we're heading, we're going home." And they all flew home on the, and they were all on a charter, but they flew straight back to Easterwood uh, Field there in College Station. Uh, Cameron, what was that bus ride you were telling us about? That's stinky, pretty bad. Summer league was like seventeen hours or something. Yeah, from Boise, Idaho to Spearfish, South Dakota. So about he's about twelve, twelve hours. Wow, just all, all throughout the night. Yeah, I drove one of those uh, fifteen passenger vans with a group of like seven guys back in the concert vending days uh, from Las Vegas to Boise. That was fifteen hours, but Oof. we were all clean. I mean, it was the next morning when we left after concert, and I drove it all fifteen hours up there, uh, up there, dude. It was a long, long drive. But so, Ken, was this during the summer? Oh yeah. All right, so it just smelled like sunscreen and a laundry hamper. We we bus. made sure that we had Febreze, so we were we were in the back and just shh, not enough, not enough the Febreze in the state of Idaho to fix that smell. <laughs> no, we drove up the Febreze sales in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. So, so David David Pierce was telling us yesterday the worst one of those types of uh, road trips they had was when he was at Houston. 
as an assistant. And in 2001, they're playing at East Carolina. Jeff Howe's been over to Greenville, North Carolina. I have. So he knows. It's a couple hours, I, I guess by bus, because, because you can drive it in like about an hour, 90 minutes. An hour and a half, yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, from, from Raleigh? Yes. Because so, you flew in and out of RDU, didn't you? I sure did, yeah. yeah. And uh, so by the time they bus back, and then they flew back, what did he say, to Dallas? And then the flight got canceled due to weather. So they, they, wound, they missed their connecting flight. Yeah, because of weather. Yeah. And then they wound up having to bus back down to Houston an additional four hours. They got in about 7 o'clock in the morning. He said, well, yeah, it's like 21 hours or yeah. something. He said yeah. it was like it was the worst one. <laughs> he said, you notice I didn't hesitate when he asked me which one. He jumped right, right to that. Having said all that, he did tell us uh, that uh, probably you can expect the freshman Kobe Minchie to go tomorrow night for Texas when they play Abilene Christian at UFC Dish Falk Field. And it's probably a good thing it was scheduled because there's a 70% chance of rain today. today yeah, it looks like it's going to be pretty nasty the rest of the day. Yeah, so. tomorrow might be okay, though, uh, for that. In fact, it should be okay uh, for that. All right, so uh, there's your Longhorn Notebook.